I'm Denise Wallach-Peterson, founder of the Menopause Project and creator of the Use Your Cycle Method. I've been a personal trainer for the last two decades to hundreds of women, helping them through hormonal disruption, perimenopause, and menopause, coming out on the other side, celebrating their strength, their health, and their wisdom. Because menopause doesn't have to suck. In Meno Minis, we'll be discussing everything from sleep, sex, and weight loss to how to support and use your hormonal cycle to live a more vibrant life in the flow, even post-menopause. Welcome to today's Meno Mini. Hey, how's everybody doing today? Today, we are talking about weight loss over 40. There's gonna be lots of practical tips, but first I wanna to talk to you about your hormones. It turns out they play a big role in weight loss, except when we were younger, our hormones were more resilient, and when we powered through, we still got some results. And that has set us up for some really crazy expectations. Now we think we can still start, just go running and living on cottage cheese and peaches, and we'll have sustainable weight loss. So first we're gonna talk about our hormones and what they're supposed to be doing. And then some of the ways we damaged them, how they're fighting back now, demanding that they be respected, and finally the practical tips on how to use them to lose some weight. So up first, how this 28-day cycle is supposed to work. Did any of you guys grow up thinking that 28-day thing was a myth? I totally did. I, my periods were everything from 22 to 37 days, so I th totally thought it was a myth. And now that I've balanced my hormones here in my late 30s and 40s, I am the most regular 28-day cycle person ever. So it's never too late. Now let's start with your cycle. Day one is the first day of your period. Testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone are all at their lowest right after your period starts. Estrogen starts to rise, peaking around days, day eight, nine, 10, and then kind of starting to drop a little bit through day 14. Day 12 to 15, testosterone also rises. That's when ovulation happens. Testosterone is responsible for the frisky part, right? Right after ovulation, both estrogen and testosterone drop while progesterone starts to rise and then falls again a few days preceding your period. That's how your cycle works. So that being said, hormonally and biologically, you are different every single week. Maybe you've heard me talk about the four cycle superwomen, Frisky Fiona, Shira Sherry, Laidback Leona, and Yoga Yvonne. Check those podcasts out for more on those, those gals, right? But because you are different every week, it stands to reason that how you lose weight is going to change every single week. In case you haven't heard, women are not small men and they can't lose weight like men do. Quick side note, men have a 24 hour, hour hormonal cycle, the circadian rhythm. They wake up in their morning, wake up with their morning wood and guess what's high? testosterone is the answer. And as the day goes on, testosterone drops. 
This isn't to say that their wood doesn't work at 9 p.m., but testosterone is higher at 6 a.m. I want to take this a couple steps further. Men who work out at 3 a.m. generally have a poorer workout than those that work out at 6 a.m. or noon, okay? That's not to say they won't make gains, but they'd be bigger gains at 6 a.m. than 6 p.m., okay? Now tuck this information away for a few minutes. New note, women have a 28-day infraradian cycle compared to men's 24-hour cycle. It turns out then when, that when estrogen is high in women, muscle gains are at the greatest. So it's like a man's 6 a.m., peaking around day 14, or you know, like a man's noon when progesterone takes the lead. And just like a man's 3 a.m., our day 26 of our cycle, right before our period, ineffective workouts. Are you hearing this? Just like a man isn't going to be his best at 3 a.m., women aren't going to be their best on day 26. So tip number one, quit working out at 3 a.m. or your day 26. Now that you know estrogen and progesterone build muscle differently, are you open to the fact that estrogen and progesterone use fuel differently? So while estrogen is on the rise, your body preferentially burns carbs over fat. I'm not saying to eat only carbs here. What I'm saying is that in a high carb situation, your body will first use the available carbs before burning stored fat. So in an ideal fat loss situation, while estrogen is high, you'll use carb cycling to encourage burning excess fat stores. Then while progesterone is on the rise, your body preferentially burns fat for fuel. This doesn't mean eat more fat. It means to burn stored fat, we need to lean into a modified fast two times while progesterone is high. I want to highlight that this is not a complete or water fast, water only fast, nor is it intermittent fasting, which has been shown to be very effective for men, not so much long-term for women. When we were younger, before we went on our first diet, this was the ideal. But then we cut calories to some crazy arbitrary number and lost weight. Yay, but it came at a price some kind of pissed off hormones. Maybe this was when you first started high school. And then maybe around prom, you went on another diet or exercise program that didn't pay attention to hormones and you lost weight, but you pissed off your hormones again. And then maybe when you got married, you repeated that cycle again. Now a few things are happening. You've disrupted the ideal and the hormones are learning and not falling for your low-carb tricks as quickly. Two, after each low-calorie time, or, you know, famine, your body learns it must store some excess to live through the next famine, or diet. The famines are starting to dysregulate your hormones. Extremes, you know, like anorexia leads to amenorrhea. Do not be confused. You do not just mess with one hormone. You are messing with the entire seven-piece system. 
but when we were young and not very well educated about our hormones, I mean, until you wanted or didn't want babies, no foul, right? And babies or birth control really throw a system out of alignment, but this is a topic for another day, just heads up. And now we find ourselves post 40, when a second puberty of sorts starts messing with the hormones. There's hot flashes, extreme mood swings, low libido, brain fog, lack of concentration, and weight gain that won't stop and makes no sense because you're not eating or moving any differently. And in a moment of despair, we go on another diet or join a gym, maybe lose a few pounds, and we really focus and clean up our diet choices or we walk. And then we plateau. So we cut some calories or we walk more. But instead of losing weight, our very adaptable body remembers this is a famine and goes into storage mode even quicker than ever. You have trained it very well. But because we didn't, don't know this, we cut more calories or run and just stall out if we're lucky or gain weight if we're not. And finally, we F it and buy bigger pants. But what if we were to lean into how our hormones were really designed? You know, read the directions, quit pretending we are small men and that our hormones are on a 24-hour schedule, lean into the 28 days. Real quick, post-menopause gals, stay with me. Just because you don't have a period does not mean we can't do this. Pick any day, start it as your day one. Um, start it like it's your first day of your period. Okay. All right. Back into the lean. Estrogen phase starts day one of your period. This means we burn more fat with carb cycling, not cutting calories, carb cycling. You want to be methodical about this as you are learning the skill, but I promise you within the four, four month cycles, it will start becoming second nature. Like any other skill though, it's going to take some practice. Now for exercisers, the estrogen phase is the time you build muscle. It is your 6 a.m. Lift heavy, run fast. Now you want to mark your calendars for day 15 when about that time progesterone takes over. Quit your carb cycling and plan one modified fast for each week during the progesterone phase. So that's two days total, not in a row. Exercisers, back off. Take a yoga class and schedule your massage. Seriously, it's 3 a.m. Are there any men in the gym? Then why are you in the gym on day 26? What I want you to fully latch on to here is the cycle. The cycle is predictable, supportive, and changing weekly, but predictably. It's the cycle that leans into a time to grow and a time to rest. And when you use it, by supporting it where it is, it works for you. Creating easy weight loss, increased libido, better concentration, and more stable moods. Think about this. Men have to exercise most days of the month to continue to make gains. Women have to exercise two weeks. And if they're crazy enough to push through the next two weeks that are hard, they make losses. Take the time to recover with massage and stretching and lean into the preferred fuel sources in order to run on premium all month long. 
Otherwise, it's like using the cheap stuff for two weeks, gumming up the engine, and then having to take another week just to unplug the engine. You get one good week out of the month. Well, this may seem harder. It's actually just different. And because we've all learned it, cut calories. Yep, the first few months are going to seem hard. It's because we learned to cut calories, cut calories, cut calories. But when you get into the rhythm of the two weeks by two week cycle, you start to welcome the shifts. Your body craves the fast and the recovery, and then it craves the work. Yeah, I hear you. Four months for results? Yeah, but the time's going to pass regardless, and you already know what's going to happen if you cut calories. So the question is, are you ready to change to how you were designed or keep doing it your own way? But don't say I didn't warn you. Now, I'm going to give you a few start today tips that can be used all month long. Okay? But do you remember reading those books as a kid when um, you'd read several pages and then there was a question? Does Nancy call Ned or does she wait for Jane to send him a note? turn to page 75 or turn to page two. Do you remember those? Well, I've got something like that going on. It's called the pick your own challenge and it starts Wednesday the third and it's going to be like reading one of those books that is going to lead you to one of a few questions that is going to get you to one of the biggest dial movers that can help you with start balancing your hormones. Okay, so if you're interested, even if you're listening to this after the third, you know, jump on it, give me an email and we'll get you on the pick your own challenge. Okay, so the biggest dial movers are what we're aiming for. All right, super implementable tips that you can start today and work with all month long, whether you're in estrogen or progesterone, because these are the basics that support your hormones and get them aligned right now. First tip, eat your protein or even just track your protein. How much protein are you getting in a day? Are you getting anywhere near the 100 to 125 grams that is scientifically proven that we as women need? Next, eat your vegetables at every single meal. You're looking to get upwards of a pound a day. That's eight leafy cups or four cups of a more dense vegetable like greens, green beans or Brussels sprouts. Next, let's cut out some of the inflammatory foods. Things like milk, bread, grain, pastry, sugar, straight up sugar. You know it's inflammatory. You know it's not doing your hormones any favor. Messing with insulin messes with everything else. Can you give up one or two servings of these inflammatory foods every day? Fourth, drink your water, ladies. I know these are basic tips, but they're basic for a reason. They work. They support your body. Your body needs support. Drink your water. Mayo Clinic says half your body weight in ounces. If you're an exerciser, here are some tips if you're over 40. Shorten your workout to 30 minutes max. You want to make it intense or fast, but don't putz around with steady state cardio or steady state with weight lifting. These just raise your cortisol. They mess with one hormone, mess with the rest. Finally, add a nice stroll into your day. Could be 10 minutes, could be an hour. The parameters of a stroll are about 3 miles an hour, not 3.5 and not 3.8. 3.0. Help reduce your cortisol. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the sunshine. Stress reduction is the key. It is one of the biggest dial movers over 40. Just start. Final big tip to start today. Start. If you don't know where to start, 
join the pick your own challenge. The questions are going to help you find the dial mover that is going to fit right into your lifestyle. Super easy. If you want to get started on the pick your own challenge, check out the show notes or go to nowgetgoing.com backslash pick your own. If you have any further questions, I'd love to hear them. Drop me a line. Have a great day. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Thanks for listening. It would mean a ton to me if you left a review or passed this podcast on to your best gal pals and hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you have any questions, be sure you join the Menopause Project on Facebook. Until next time.